What's up, people? It's Kiddish Club News for Jews podcast back with another episode. And I'm kind of feeling like going to Switzerland. How about you? Uh, no, I mean, I'm okay here. What, what's in Switzerland? Like all the big Rosh Hashivas go to Switzerland now. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, you need like a beard yay long to get in. Which I don't have. No, it's, I mean, it's tiny, but it's, no, it certainly would not qualify for getting in to Switzerland uh, this season, for sure not. Well, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Uh, this is going to be my last episode uh, because I am winning the Mega Millions tonight. I'm just letting you know that $1.5 billion Mega Millions. I bought my one ticket and yeah, it's going to be me. But here's I have the it thing. on good authority. It's going to be me. Wait, wouldn't you double down on on Kiddush Club if you did win the $1.5 billion? Like it would be the only thing that you had to do. Is there internet in international waters when I'm on my yacht? Is there anything that's not possible when you have $1.5 billion? That is true. But, so I, I looked into this because, as I said, you know, I, I am winning this. What is the actual payout of the $1.5 billion? Can you take a guess? $700 million. Oh, that's a pretty good guess. Yeah, seven and change. What do you think? I don't do my research. <laughs> so I'm not the only kidding? one. I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not the only one counting my dollars. Right. Here's the thing. And every which time you say, I'm going to give to. Every time you say that you're going to win, you get your chances get even smaller. As if 300 million to one is not slim enough. Every time you say it, your odds go down because. Well, how dumb you ever- are you going to feel when I win? And you didn't, and you're going to say, I wish I, I, I wish I made a deal with him 50-50. I you're wish. reducing your chances more, and again, keep you Keep telling just keep, yourself that. By the time our listeners hear this, they will know. Every time you say that, you're reducing your chances of winning, and it's funny because as it is, you have a better chance of getting hit by lightning than winning the jackpot. You have a better chance, like I read this somewhere, it was on one of the news sites. You have a better chance of getting into an accident on the way to buying your ticket <laughs> than actually winning. Well, I already got hit by lightning, so I'm already halfway there, bro. Well, if you did, then again, you're <laughs> even reducing worse. your chances <laughs> even more. Could you imagine the headlines? <laughs> lightning strike victim wins <laughs> mega, mega millions jackpot. It's not. It's not looking good for you. Okay, so wait, so wait, the payout, just to get back to this, the payout is $783 uh, million. Now, if you live in New York, you're going to have to pay state taxes. So after all said and done, if you're in New York, your net payout is going to be $408 million. You believe that? I think you mean if you're in New York City. No, if you're New York in New state. York City, because... All the states have taxes, except for a couple of them. Like, I believe Florida has no state tax. If you live anywhere in the tri-state area, you're going to be paying taxes on a state level. Yes. Uh, more in New Jersey, actually, than in New York. However, yes. oh, no, I apologize. City- I apologize. There's federal taxes. There's, there's two levels of federal taxes that you have to pay. Um, that comes out to $287 million, which brings you down to 493 if you're in Florida, as you said, no taxes. So you're going to take home that 493. If you're in New York, as I said, you are going to end up with 408 million. If you're in New Jersey, 409 million. So uh, Florida, Florida is the place to be. You 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 end up netting another hundred million dollars. So the question is, do I move to Florida now or after I win? Is it too late after I win? No, not at all. You don't have to pay taxes until the end of the fiscal year. Oh, good so, point. Good point. So you'll be good. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. I'm ready. Ready oh, we for it. We can do Zoom. We can just do Zoom if you live in Florida. Yeah, it'll be fine. But when you have that much money, is it going to matter to you? Is what going to matter to me? That little tax difference. It's not so little. It's hundred not so little. million dollars? Yeah, but you're good. It's not like you million? earned this money, bro. It's like you just got a free gift. Are you going to be a prisoner? Because let's discuss. You're essentially a wealthy prisoner. You have to leave your birthplace, right? It's like a Ramavino. Like you have to just move out and you gotta find go to another Gullis, place. Yes. To, 
Yeah, you're going into Gullis, wealthy Gullis, because of money that you didn't earn. It's not like you're like, oh, I worked so hard for this money, let me move to Florida and and save my taxes. No, this was all free. You were poor relatively one day ago. <laughs> Thanks and- <laughs> for the relatively. <laughs> I was about to attack you on that. So here's my I know, answer. I've, I thought so. It's not like you're going to Gullis, you know, you're going to Ear Miklot with, with a bunch of killers. You're going to sunny, beautiful Florida, and it's $100 million. To go from $400 million to $500 million. Think about what you could do with that money. $100 million. You're crazy. You got to make new friends. You got to go diving in a new shul. Uh, it's just kids have to go to a different school now. I mean, come on. Your world turns upside down. I'll give you all- 100 million reasons to do it. I, I do hear that. Also, don't forget to check out our sponsor. It's Bedtime. Bedtime is going to give you up to 50% off retail on a new mattress. The same quality from all the big names that you've come to know and love, except it's going to be 50% cheaper. And when you mention the Kiddush Club, you are going to get free delivery in the tri-state area. Check them out. They're also going to be in the show notes there at 917-923-3644. Okay, so let's get the ball rolling here. Uh, I want to start with this story just because, you know, this this is on my mind sometimes. Uh, the story is, I mean, it's, it's a story that's not super unique. And the headline reads, Uber driver stabbed couple over vomiting in her car. So an Uber <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly what it I sounds mean, like. It's happened in Los nothing Angeles. There's funny about it, right? It's, it's, it's obviously a tragic story. I mean, it is a little bizarre, right? They're, they're actually suing Uber, which is what you do, <laughs> because the Uber driver, so they, they vomited, uh, this person vomited in the car. Uh, the Uber driver obviously got upset and stabbed the couple, and they're both okay, and they're suing for uh, permanent skin scarring, which is like, yeah, okay, and emotional distress, just distress. And loss of self-esteem. <laughs> I'm laughing about it, but I mean, these are real things. You know, these are real things. But the point is, is that they're suing the parent company, Uber, for millions of dollars. And yeah, that's the story. When I see these headlines, right, and there's minimal damage, you have to think. It's like stabbing is such a liberal word, right? What, what were they stabbed with, right? It sounds like skin scarring, like there's no real damage. It feels like they got stabbed with a plastic knife, right? Yeah, it could have been a spoon for all we know. Exactly. If you think about it, he already has the car dirty with vomit. What's a little more blood? So it seems that the driver was actually female, believe it or not. And it does say that the driver used a knife and stabbed both passengers multiple times and both needed medical care. So this was not just a spoon. This was this was an actual stabbing. It was the real deal. Yeah. And you know, this got me curious. Uh, so I decided to look up what the Uber stats are. So this particular report from CNN came out and it covered 2019 and 2020. And it said that Uber received 3,824 reports of assault for those two years. And so obviously this is my new phobia. Wait, hold on a second. If you think about it, I don't know what the whole overall numbers are for Uber, but 3,800 in two years sounds like a drop in the bucket to me because they have to be uh, giving out hundreds of thousands of rides. Okay, so let's let's say on, on average, on a good year, because the two years before, it was 6,000, so it did go down. So let's say, let's say that on average, it's really higher, but let's be generous and say on average, it's 2,000 a year. 2,000... 2,000 incidents in an Uber, you, you don't hear this, I mean, maybe we just don't know, you don't hear this in like yellow cabs in New York City. You don't of hear- course you do, you just don't hear about it. These are police reports. They're just not giving you their stats. So I actually have the information. In the same article, it actually mentions that there were, for that same time period, there was 2.1 billion trips in the United States. So figure, two point, on 2.1 billion trips, there was roughly 2,000 assaults. 2.1 billion with a B? B? Billion, yeah. That's insane. That is an insane amount of trips. And you're talking about, you want to talk about 2,000 uh, assaults? That's yeah. like point, that's a fraction. It's like a hundredth of 1%. It's like 0.0001%. That is how many uh, Uber rides end in disaster. Yes. 
I don't think that qualifies as a phobia. That's I'm my sorry. new phobia. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, the, to the couple that was stabbed, that point oh 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 one doesn't mean anything, right? No, but also they uh, provoked an incident, right? You can't. By that's the way, true. that's the, <laughs> that's the also Uber true. driver's biggest fear is the vomit in the car, right? If he sees people walking, like teetering as they're walking to the car and he thinks they're drunk, he's not taking them. Right, so he's at fault. Don't don't no, take them. He listen. Maybe they, you know, they had this walk down. They these people have passed DUIs before. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. So you're saying I sh it shouldn't be a phobia, but my brain tells me it is. That just means listen, I need therapy. I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm not telling you to get into every Uber. You know, you could, you should have, you know, some skepticism a healthy dose of skepticism whenever you get into an uber and you know what for an extra measure have someone follow your trip that's true you could do in that in case they veer off and decide to take you <laughs> to the bronx to get stabbed well, exactly so you know if parents do this for their young kids they'll follow the trip until they get to the destination and this way they know right right but but you know, it, it's it's. I don't think it should be a phobia. You got to relax. Okay, so you've debunked debunked my phobia for this week. All right. Okay, fine. So let's move move along. Uh, there was a bunch of stories that came out this week. A lot of anti-Semitism in the news. So I just wanted to cover a little bit about the anti-Semitism. Uh, there's a famous uh, artist, music artist called Cardi B, and uh, she was in a lawsuit. And she got off. And uh, it seems her lawyers were Jewish. So she tweeted a picture of two chassidim, and she just wrote, remember, dot, 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 dot. So people said that she was referencing in, I guess, one of her songs, she talks about how if you, to, get, to get you off of any type of indictment that you have or, or case, you need a Jewish lawyer. And it, it seems that in the rap world, that's a common theme. So she posted this picture knowing that her fans would get it, which they did. I saw the picture. I, I didn't get it. Like I didn't understand because I don't. I don't follow this artist, obviously, and I like I don't understand what it's trying to say. And there were people guessing on both sides. Like, is it like remember the Holocaust? But it's not even like Yom HaShoah. We're no. We're nowhere near that season. So like, I would. No one knows what she wanted. But uh, did she delete it? By the way, she did. She did delete it. She ended up deleting it. Right. That's by the way. That's what made it news. Of course, of course, it goes ultra viral when that happens. But I, so I, I saw it also in the news, and I obviously I don't follow, and I saw it only in terms of the anti-Semitism articles. You know, it was covered by every Jewish news story, but it, it actually made uh, national headlines as well. But I, I just couldn't get over the thought that these two guys, and these are just like two random Hasidim on the street. I don't know if she took the picture of them. I'm just imagining, can you imagine these guys wake up, you know, on a random Tuesday? It's not a Tuesday, but it's a Shabbos. He's wearing a shtreimel yes, and a that's talis. a good point. That's a good point. But I'm saying, okay, so now they wake up on, on Sunday, and they are now world famous. <laughs> because Cardi B, one of the most popular, I mean, how many followers does this person have? hundreds of millions right and now the whole world <laughs> has seen them with remember on cardi b one of the most popular artists they are the star of her tweet moishe shmiel you have to get on it hire a publicist immediately we're going viral <laughs> they went completely viral yeah, but what do they do with it? Like, where do you go with such fame? Like, well, for, hello, if it were me, I am the guy from Cardi B. <laughs> yes, you should buy insurance. Like, where? <laughs> what? What? Like, yes, what is yes. The... First of all, you do the talk show circuit. That's easy. How did you feel when Cardi B tweeted you? <laughs> well, it was a Mot Shabbos, <laughs> and all of a sudden, my phone is blowing up. I didn't know what so many people are texting me. I never get it. And I see me and Yankee are walking home straight from Kiddush in Bird Park. <laughs> I see me and Yankee going from one Kiddush, because, you know, we don't go to one. We do Kiddush Hop. <laughs> so, from one Kiddush to the next, I see some lady taking pictures of us, whatever. <laughs> Shabbos. I loved it. I loved it. For me, this story was just great for that reason. I really, I, 
I hope we hear like from these two Hebra. Yeah, if like, anyone if anyone knows them, please let us know. Yeah, reach out if you if you know these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> we will include a picture of this in the WhatsApp group. And so, by the way, so after this happened, so everyone started screaming anti-Semitism. To me, uh, isn't it? It's a stereotyping. It's not the worst anti-Semitism to say that Jews are really good lawyers. I mean, to me, that what? wasn't. What do you, I don't see any anti-Semitic uh, overtones at all here. If anything, it is increasing the business <laughs> for the Jewish world. Right. 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 Probably all these law firms like Friedman and Kloisenberg, they're all blowing up. <laughs> You know what I mean? For sure. No, so, but it is, it's stereotyping and it's, um, you know, I mean, it's never good to stereotype anyone, right? I don't mind stereotyping when it makes us money. <laughs> that, you are just falling into, you're, you're confirming the stereotype right now. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. <laughs> Listen, it- certain things need to be an accepted reality. Okay. Right? Right? Jews have tuition. And that's all we. That's all you. That's need all to we know. care about. <laughs> exactly. How am I paying the next tuition? So, so Jamie Fox, another famous celebrity, uh, he re- he re- re- replied to her tweet, and he got in trouble because well, this is this is anti-Semitism. So he wrote, "quote They killed this student named Yeshka. What do you think they'll do to you?" Hashtag fake friends. Hashtag fake love. Wait a minute. He says Yeshka. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, okay. Fine. I took some uh, some editorial I, I, liberty there. <laughs> so that sounds to me clearly anti-Semitic. I mean, he's trying to say like today, be afraid of what Jews are going to do to you, right? Because of what they did thousands and thousands of years ago, if that's even true. Right. Exactly. So that was totally anti-Semitic. He deleted that. Uh, then he wrote an apology, and this was his apology. "Quote: I now know my choice of words have caused." offense and i'm sorry i don't forgive does that matter that was never my intent he clarified that he was betrayed by a fake friend and that's what i meant with they nothing more Uh Uh (laughs) how on earth do you get from okay he meant that he had a a fake friend betrayed him so therefore he tweeted that the jews killed yeshka and therefore you can't trust them how on earth the apology doesn't even connect to the tweet like, couldn't he come up with anything better than that? Like, who's his publicist? He needs a Jewish publicist. It's not. A, it's his writers came up with this one for sure. Right. His publicists. Like, so, they're just getting creative. They're trying to be a little more creative than necessary. Okay. But you, you got to do better because it doesn't even make sense. It, I mean, it's very reminiscent of the Kanye stuff. Yes. Right? But, no, but he Kanye doubled betrayed. down. He doubled down on it repeatedly. First, he said, yeah, I was betrayed by the Jews. But then he was like, no, the Jews are terrible. Yeah, but I don't know why I find that funny. Why is that funny? I don't know. (laughs) But the reality is, it's it 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 keeps going back to these like one-on-one situations where people have a a bad experience with one Jewish person, and then they take it out on a nation. Can you see how absurd that is? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, According to the Washington Post, uh, I'll just read the quote. It says, some social media users said the phrase, quote, they killed Yashka is a common black colloquialism used to warn people against trusting too easily. Trying to say that, but again, (laughs) when you say they killed Yashka, you're clearly referring specifically to the Jews. And again, like you said, if that's even true. And again, you can't, he, he clearly wasn't meaning trust anybody. She tweeted a picture of Jews. He was referring to the Jews. And so, the, yeah, the apology didn't match. So Yeah, I, once again, if we are any litmus test, we do not accept. As a people, we do not accept that apology. We do not. Jamie Foxx, you are canceled, at least according to us. Cardi B, you are upvoted, according to my co-host. <laughs> but, I accept it, yes. And by the way, speaking about Yeshka... I saw this article. This article's title is, quote, Help me, Yeshka. Snake falls out of sky, lands on woman, then both attacked by a hawk. I saw this story. Like, what do you mean falls out of sky? Falls out of tree, perhaps? Yeah, so so it either fell out of a tree or fell out of the hawk, right? The hawk maybe was planning to eat the snake, dropped it. So now the snake, they don't know what type of snake. They know it was a venomous snake. It coiled itself around her arm. She's screaming 
because she, she you know she has a venomous snake coiled around her arm then the hawk who wants to eat that snake basically attacked her he wasn't trying to attack her he was trying to take the snake from her but hawks are very powerful they have very long talons and he like raked he did a number on her arm she needed major medical care but the, ultimately she was thankful that the hawk saved her from the snake so she was just mowing her lawn on a random day and all of a sudden a snake falls on her arm coils around it is squeezing her and the and a hawk dives down and just starts picking at her arm i guess to get the snake off yes and he did he ultimately got the snake saved her life did it did it bite her no Turns out she wasn't bitten by the snake, ultimately, thanks to the hawk. He was, I mean, the snake was probably trying to fight off the hawk as the hawk was trying to eat him. Pretty yeah, crazy that's stuff. that's National Geographic action. So you see, point, what are the odds of that happening? Point oh 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 one. And no, yet, even less. Exactly. And yet, it happened. It's got to happen. It's got to happen to someone. It's got to happen to someone. I don't think that there is a critical number that has to be met crazy things happen in the world it could be a one-off it could never happen again and never have happened before in the history okay i hear that i didn't say it's going to be my new phobia i just said it did happen so also in the news and only because we always cover it there was a grizzly bear attack in wyoming a guy in close range but we always talk about how and we had our famous episode is how to avoid a grizzly bear attack this guy so this happened in dubois wyoming and this guy, so it says that he was saved. He, he did end up in critical condition, but he was saved because they say of his quick thinking. When he got attacked by the grizzly bear, he stopped, he dropped, he covered his head and his neck as the bear attacked him. And he was able, they, they were able to medevac him to a hospital and he lived to tell the tale. So wait a second, taking cover is, well, obviously he couldn't run. Yeah, do not run because they're going to outrun you. Right. And obviously he didn't want to fight back because he wasn't confident in being able to kick it in the face, <laughs> yes. apparently. <laughs> yes. So is that the move? Is that the right move? That's what they're saying. That's the move. Cover your head and cover what else? That's it. That's all you can cover. That's all you can do. And your neck. And your neck. Head wow. and neck. And what, what was the extent of his injuries? Uh, it didn't really say, but he lived to tell the tale, which is, I guess, the main point. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because you know what? Some people think if you can climb a tree, but a bear can climb a tree too. Yeah, a lot faster than you can. Also this week, a bear escaped from a crate that was in a plane's cargo hold at Dubai Airport. How crazy is that? Wait, who is transporting bears <laughs> on planes? This the, is what I need to know. The winner of the last Mega Millions lottery. No, some... <laughs> Rich dude in, in the Emirates is, a, I'm assuming, they were transporting a bear from Iraq to United Arab Emirates. What I have to believe it's for some rich dude to, to keep. And the bear got out <laughs> into the airport. Everybody's okay. Uh, but could you imagine that there was a pilot who, uh, who had to come on and say that the reason their plane was delayed was because of a loose bear? Well, I imagine the bear would be in the cargo hold. It was, but, right? it, it, but it got out. It got out on the plane? It Not on the plane, but I think it got out into the airport. Yeah, that's so what that's... Before the before the flight took off, as they were taxiing the luggage to the plane in the airport, the the bear escapes its crate, and that's what, that's what happened? Yeah. What do you do if you're in a Hudson News and just a bear passes right by the window? <laughs> So in the video, you actually see the bear in the hold. You see someone petting it, uh, and then you have the pilot, and uh, I'll play it, and I'll just narrate over it because it is in Arabic. Um, so here's what he had to say. On the Iraqi airlines, on our way back from Dubai to Baghdad, we have all boarded, all the travelers. The flight was delayed by about an hour. They came to us and said there was a bear on the plane. <laughs> it broke its cage and broke loose. So the bear escaped its cage. So we had to step out and return to the gate. And I'm just thinking, why would you tell your passengers this? Just say, yeah, we're checking on our fuel gauges and stuff. Like, Why would you tell the people on the plane that there's a bear loose? Yeah, I would go with engine trouble uh, <laughs> yeah. over over. There's a bear in the cargo hold. <laughs> That's loose in the uh, I, in the airport. 
Right. But the truth of the matter is I, I expect to be notified if I'm traveling with a bear or any wildlife for that matter. I want a discounted ticket and I also want to know. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I agree. I, no, I, no, I, actually, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. I'd rather not know. I'd rather not know. What you don't, ignorance is bliss. I don't want to know. There is, there's I, some truth to that, but I also feel like it would help sell airline tickets better. Like we are offering a discounted rate because you'll be traveling with a bear. Are you up for it? Yeah, it's interesting. Just uh, Spirit Airlines for sure is at some point is going to offer this. <laughs> Typical nine, or frontier. Nine dollar, the $9 Fair Club comes with, with your choice of animal. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so we digressed a little bit. Let's, let's bring it back to the anti-Semitism a little bit. A little bit. Um, I do want to mention that the mass shooter, remember the, the Pittsburgh synagogue mass shooter? Remember that? Oh, Tree of Life synagogue. Yes. So he was sentenced to death by a jury, which means that it was a unanimous vote by the jury to sentence him to death. It's always surprising to hear because there's not a lot of death penalty cases that we hear about. And I think like in the history of this country, there's been like 50. No, no, no. It's more than that. No, it is not. Okay. I don't know about the history of the country, but like yeah. in the 1900s. Fact check. Uh, 1,575 men and women have been executed in the, in the United States since the 1970s. So it's a lot more than that. Are you serious? Yes. That Since many? I'm going to re-fact check this, if I may. Oh, you do that, because uh, Google's AI is telling me since the inception of the death penalty, more than 15,000 Americans have been executed. Way more than the 50 that you said. I'm reading here from an NBC story. Executions are relatively rare in the federal system. Just 50 have been carried out since 1927. The last one on January 16th, 2021. Okay, well, I'm reading from Wikipedia that it says, since 1976, more than 8,700 defendants have been sentenced to death. Of these, more than 1,550 have been executed. So that's actual carried out. Yep. Sorry. Hold on, because now I'm reading from the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Yes. Now, they would have their facts straight. And it says there have been 50 federal executions carried out. Oh, that's out. federal. That's just federal. Just oh. federal. Yeah, we're, okay. talking, we're talking total of all states. So, yeah, there's federal charges and then there's state charges, right? Okay, so, so that makes talking, more sense. Yeah, you're talking just federally. This is not yeah, federal. Just, we, we had to reconcile, you know, I, I don't want to give out false information about such a serious... No, you just didn't want people calling you out and saying, wow, this guy, he, he lost it. He's totally <laughs> off the rails. 50? <laughs> so you did see the number 50. Okay, we'll yeah, give it to you. Yeah, 50 federal. Okay. Okay, but in, in, in better Jewish news, in, in happier Jewish news, there was a local article that was appearing on the Jewish uh, news sites. Then I noticed that on some of the local... Uh, regular news sites, but then I saw it even further among some of the national news sites, and this is, and we'll include the video, so there were several Jewish people uh, who were fishing a few miles off of Brielle on Sunday morning, and they rescued four people whose boat had capsized and gone down, and this uh, this is uh, one of the rescuers, I believe the owner of the boat is uh, Joey Cabasso, and he hails from Deal, New Jersey, and uh, they were just going going about their you know fishing when he noticed people in the water and he told the captain you know that boat's going down or maybe he saw the boat going down first bottom line is they went and they rescued these four people and essentially they saved their lives and this got covered now this got picked up by news across the country which is pretty big um, especially considering the fact that they're Jewish well, it doesn't happen every day, obviously, that you witness somebody else's boat sinking right. and people, like, drowning. You have to be really, like, I, I guess the word is lucky, right? <laughs> to, uh, to... <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird kind of luck to have. Yeah, but, like, they were at the right place in the right time, and they happened to see people drowning, and then they just let them board their boat. They saved four lives. Big deal. Yes, yes. The only thing that um, I wish, you know, would have made it even better. So so uh, the people in the video are not wearing yarmulkes, so it's not very apparent that they were Jewish. And I'm seeing the other news stories. Obviously, they're not picking up that they're Jewish. So it is a Kiddush Hashem, for those that know, 
for sure, on the Jewish sites, so Vasas Nayis, uh, Yeshiva World, the, the regular news sites, the Jewish news sites, um, but for the rest of the world, they're not talking about that. You know what's funny? On the Jewish news sites, it was like, fishermen save <laughs> yes. people. Like, they're not fishermen, bro. <laughs> they were fishing, but right. they are not fishermen. Right. These are regular people, regular businessmen who happen to have been fishing and saved their lives. You know what else struck me? So you see in the video, which, like I said, we'll include in, in the WhatsApp, um, they pull off the first guy, and he clearly was either out of breath. You know, he, he wasn't he wasn't great. They pull him on, a bigger, bigger gentleman. And then the next guy they pull up, they pull him on. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> I'm just saying it was not an easy task. It's, yes, you know, it's, you could it's see, hard yeah, to save lives. You could lives. see them struggling. And yes. then they, they throw some life preservers out into the water. And then the next guy that comes in, he just gets up, and he's like, yeah, thanks, man. You know, and he's yeah. totally... <laughs> I saw the same thing. I'm like, all right, okay. He's not that excited. <laughs> yeah. Like, how would you be if someone saved you? You're in the middle of the ocean. It's, right. It's, there's nothing to cling to. You're treading right. water. And by the way, right. I, how long could I tread water for? What, three minutes max? And then I'm going under. No, I can tread water for, for closer to 20 minutes. 20 minutes you could tread? Yeah. You have to be able to tread that. You have to be able to tread for at least 20 minutes. Uh, to, to pass any of these lifeguard tests or whatever, you have to be able to tread for a very long time. Are you saying you passed those lifeguard tests? No, I never took the lifeguard test, but like I've, I've tested my own self or whatever. I've had people time it. Really? That's impressive. Yeah. Now I got like three minutes and then I'm, I'm going under. But, but this guy makes it like this happened to him like last week and the week before. Yeah, okay, we went down again. Here we go. Like, Thanks, Thanks for man. Thanks, man. <laughs> that was it. It's like, okay, all right. You know. <laughs> Everyone has a different outlook. You know, some people want to go down. The only thing I could think is that maybe, you know, maybe they were, you know, maybe they had some alcohol in their system. Does that make sense? No, it, 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 maybe they had like another ride. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like if you were expecting someone else to save you, it's like, oh, this guy picked you up. Okay. Ah, thanks, buddy. I went I with had, him. Yeah, I decided I to go. recovered, but you know. I went with Joe over here. To, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so to me that was that was pretty weird, but um, but kudos to uh, to the saviors in this article. Uh, always nice to see. Uh, and and just in case you were thinking like, oh, big deal, you know. So they were just in the water. They were swimming for a little bit. This week, off of Rockaway Beach, uh, a woman who was in the ocean swimming in the ocean had twenty pounds of her leg bit off by a shark. Oh, that was a little more detail than I needed. <laughs> twenty pounds. <laughs> That's one way to lose weight. <laughs> that's an easy way to lose weight. No, no that's not easy. Needed. <laughs> there's, there's, that's not easy. It's just another way. But also, like, this poor woman, I mean, she's, ne she's never going to be the same, obviously. No, right? no. And she's an older woman. She's 65. Uh, and, you know, they had to rush her to the hospital, put a tourniquet on. They saved her. They said the shark, they believe it was either a bull shark or a thresher shark, as if that makes it any better no but they had helicopters circling rockaway beach the entire day like looking for something they didn't find and anything they, right right they didn't turn up anything well the truth is that shark had his meal why would he surface again <laughs> he's good <laughs> yeah he's like Pfft. he knows they're looking he's not stupid he'll be hiding out till next summer easily he's <laughs> in hibernation yeah so if it were me, I would just turn my body so at least the chunk comes out of like where I want to lose the weight. You know what I mean? Like, let's say, let's not say it was you, right? <laughs> right. Let's just say chas right. v'shalom. Hope this never happens to anybody. Well, it's not it, happening by the to way, me. I'm not going swimming in the ocean. It's also like the first shark attack on, on, on in the United States in a long time. That is incorrect as well. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Anything else? Definitely in New York. Definitely in New York. In New York, very possibly, but there are many more sharks in the New York area, New York and New Jersey coastline. Uh, they attribute it to a bunch of different things. One of them is uh, the fact that the waters are much cleaner now. They've been doing a good job of cleaning up the waters. So the sharks, so some of the, the other fish that the sharks feed on are now multiplying. And so the sharks are coming closer to where humans are because they want to feed on their fish. I'm sorry, I was fact-checking the shark attacks. There have been 31 shark attack bites in the U.S. in 2023 yes. alone, 16 in Florida, 3 in Hawaii, 6 in New York, oh. and 2 in South Carolina. 
So, so once again, fact check, false. Yeah, I go down in flames on that one. You know why this is happening to you, right? <laughs> Karma. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's all because I'm winning the Mega Millions. This is what I'm right, trying to tell right. you. Again, further reducing your chances Luck of is on my side. Yet. Right. Luck is with me, bro. Speaking of sharks, Donald Trump's been in the news a lot. <laughs> the shark of the right. <laughs> So Donald Trump, obviously, we, we didn't really talk about it much. Uh, he's been indicted again. So this is uh, another indictment. This is number three, I believe, and with a fourth that's going to be coming any day. Um, Wait, there's another one on the way? Yeah, that's the Georgia one. So what was the one that just passed? The one that we just had last week? So this one is most likely, and I, you know, I, I'm going to go with uh, my favorite political analyst. That would be Ben Shapiro. Um, he's also a lawyer, so... I kind of trust it. This is the weakest of, this is the most serious, but it's also the weakest case. Basically what they're saying is that uh, they're not claiming, they're not charging him with inciting the January 6th riots. What they're saying is that he uh, he had intent to sabotage the elections and the, uh, the swearing in, not the swearing in, but the counting of the votes. Uh, and the problem here is that you're going to kind of have to prove that what Trump's intent was. And that's always extremely difficult, especially because Trump's intent literally changes moment to moment. He can love somebody enormously, and then within the next 20 minutes, they're the worst person in the world. And that's what's going on with him and Pence right now. You know, he, he loves you, he hates you, he thinks this is the greatest invention, it's the worst invention. COVID is deadly, COVID is nothing. He, he could switch on a dime. How on earth and are you gonna prove it? But the thing is with this is that I, I think his real intention was just to get the real winner of the 2020 election. That's what he wanted. He didn't believe that these could possibly be the numbers. Right. But they're alleging that he did know and that and that's why it was a crime, meaning he knew he knew what he was saying was a lie and you were just trying to subvert the process. Nobody on earth believes that Trump himself doesn't really believe that he won the 2020 election. He believes it. Right. Of course. But they, so they have to prove that he didn't and that he was, uh, you know, that it's all lies and that he didn't believe that he won, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be impossible for them to prove that Trump had malicious intent. And the truth is, I can't even keep count of these indictments. And I don't think anybody cares. That's the truth. I think the independents care. I do. You think the independents are going to be worried whether it's three indictments or four indictments or if he's in jail or if he's not in jail. To me... The more that come, the more indictments that fall, the more it seems like election interference. Yes, but I don't think that the average American, the average American independent, I don't think agrees with that. I think that for the average American, they're going to look at this as just another, you know, let's say, let's say even that it's, let's say even that he's not guilty, right? Do you really want to vote for someone that has so much baggage, so, so hated- so if there was a decent candidate on the Democratic side, I would tell you, you're right. He, he probably doesn't have a chance. But if he's going up against Joe Biden, I think that even the independents, I think people in America realize that we had a, a difficult four years. And I don't mean difficult uh, as far as everyone's experience. I mean, for this man, Joseph R. Biden, he can't handle another thanks, four years. Thanks for the poll. <laughs> he can't do it. You understand how many times could a man fall off a bike <laughs> and trip up steps? It's actually funny that you mentioned that because according to AIDS, Biden AIDS, they're trying to minimize how many times he falls up and down stairs. So there, it turns out that Air Force One has two entrances. The, the entrance that we always see in every video, then there's another little stairway in the front nose of the plane. They're actually starting to walk him up those small stairs to minimize the, the chances that he trips. So you're saying that staircase is a shorter distance, so the odds are greater <laughs> that he gets up successfully. Yes, yes, and he doesn't trip. I have to tell you something. He has handlers. I mean, there are people that are handling his image. Some are even saying that Obama is handling a lot of stuff. Oh, now you're getting into conspiracy theories. I like it. <laughs> We actually got a, uh, a request from one of our listeners, how come we're not covering conspiracy theories? We said we would. 
So did we? No, not really. I mean, we we, no. we did we mentioned it on a previous episode, but <laughs> but we did. Uh, you know, we talked about maybe covering more. Uh, you know, con- uh, conspiracy theories. But yeah, the, there was an article that came out in Tablet uh, that was quoting a biographer. It's a it's a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, writer who actually wrote the biography on uh, on Obama. And there was a lot of crazy things in it. Among other things, it says that Obama has a streak of anti-Semitism. Uh, it also says that all of the aides in the Biden White House are all Obama people who still report to him. And he's almost like the the shadow president. I mean, it's not crazy to think. I mean, there has to be Obama loyalists left behind uh, from that administration no, that are still so, working in the West Wing. No, no. So Biden brought in his people, but the people he brought in are Obama's people. Because that's who he knows. He He's carrying them over from his vice presidency. Right. But since Joe Biden is not really with us anymore, it's who are they reporting to? And he they actually point, this article points to the Iran deal, which like Americans don't care about at this point. It never worked. We know it. It, it didn't work. Nobody. Why are they still pushing it? Because they want Obama's legacy to remain intact. And so it's Obama loyalists who are doing it. Okay, this is not a far out crazy conspiracy theory. I mean, he can be running the country in his basement in sweatpants from his iPhone. Yeah, it's very possible. Okay, let's move on to a different topic for a second. I saw this article in the Jerusalem Post. Scientists find the playful part of the brain by tickling rats. But the crazy part about the article so, like, I was reading and I said, okay, interesting. They're using animals to try to determine what part of the brain, you know, is, is part of that, you know, uh, pleasure sensor and playing, etc. So, the other thing that caught my eye about this article is that the scientists that are doing this are from a university in Berlin. Well, first of all, like, rats are not the first thing that come to mind when you want to see, you know, you want to test the humor, I guess, or the... The happiness of an animal, rats, and like they should have been doing this with koalas. <laughs> like that's what would. Like I would love to see a koala giggle. Me I don't too. care much for a giggling rat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Koalas are so cute. You know, they're also of the dumbest animals. Koalas. Koalas are insanely dumb. Really, like that is fascinating to me. Only because I would love to watch them. Like I want to be able to watch koalas do dumb things. <laughs> you can. It's not, there is this thing, it's called the internet. <laughs> so yes, ko- koalas are super dumb. Maybe. Koalas are so dumb. I'll give you an example. Koalas eat eucalyptus leaves, and they usually take it directly from the tree. They're so dumb that if you hand a koala eucalyptus leaves that you took off the tree, they won't eat them because they don't even recognize it as food. Really? Yes. So that you're saying they're just very dim. Yes. They don't understand animals. They don't understand what rain is. So animals, when it starts to rain, they go to shelter. The koala just sits there in the rain getting drenched. (laughs) (laughs) The koala's like, what should I do? (laughs) I'm reading an article here. The fact that they eat eucalyptus leaves also shows how dumb they are. That's their main diet, and they have almost no nutritional value. They have almost no calories. <laughs> They're slightly poisonous. I feel like they they have that, that menthol kind of taste. It probably doesn't even taste good. For sure it's not. Like, it's like eating a bunch of whole candies, and that's where you're getting your, your nutrition from. But also maybe that's why the German scientists didn't pick koalas. Like, I feel yeah. like they have a very low tolerance for stupidity. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the German people, do not bring me the stupid animals. <laughs> I need intelligence. But what? So you could imagine a, a, a German scientist tickling a rat and giggling along with a rat? Yeah, it's not very yucky-like, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. Right? I, I can't envision it. I just can't picture them saying... I'm having the greatest time with my new friend Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, he's the greatest. He's, we have so much fun together. Uh, and, uh, also crazy animal stuff. Uh, in Argentina, an eight-year-old boy decided he wanted to be Spider-Man. So he allowed a black widow spider to bite him so that he could become Spider-Man. 
You know, I don't know why we learned about Black Widow spiders at such a young age. Like, I remember learning about Black Widows in school. Like, and, and we don't have any of them. There's none of them around here. And yet, even then, we understood, like, how poisonous they are. Well, and it's like... They're actually not as poisonous. There are, in terms of spiders, there are many spiders that are way more dangerous than the Black Widow. But it also has the trademark, like, I think it's like an hourglass, the red right. hourglass on its back or on its, uh, like, underbelly. Stomach, yeah, it's abdomen. Right. right. So it's, vi- it's highly visible, and you know right away that that's a poisonous spider. But what's crazy to me about this story is it's not the first time it happened. In 2020, three other kids let Black Widows bite them because (laughs) they thought they would become Spider-Man. And I think that's what it means to be living in South America. Like, the movies come to you last. Like, right now, it's a blockbuster Spider-Man, and that's why they're having this issue. Uh, Is that that what's going on? Well, another thing is that the the Spider-Man movie is a radioactive spider, not a Black Widow. Uh Uh-huh. Well, the boy. So, so something's clearly lost in the translation of the movie into Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you have these translators like furiously working overtime. It's like it's like I don't know what this is. Why this mean radioactive? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, just put a. Let me look on the interweb. Okay, yeah, black widow. Just put the black widow spider. <laughs> That's kid. what he is. <laughs> That's and a lawsuit waiting to happen. And these kids are just watching, you know, and, and seeing a Black Widow in the subtitles. And this is how these things happen, man. I, listen, I got I give these kids credit because I, I can't, could you imagine intentionally letting a Black Widow spider bite you? And then he caught the spider after and brought it home. Dude, if I thought I was going to get superpowers <laughs> from taking one spider bite... I would totally do it. Today, I would do it. I'm not 11, and I would still do it today. I think, if I'd be able to shoot webs out of my wrist and be able to just like hop buildings, I would totally do it. So you're telling me if I take a Black Widow, I put him in my microwave for a couple couple seconds, we could let him bite you and see what happens. Dude, if I get superpowers, I will do it, right? Yeah. And that's what these kids believed. It's, 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 it's sad, so but... So it's kind, of, it's kind of a no-brainer. Like, how do you not do it? Right. right. If I left you in the room with a black widow and told you, you'll be able to shoot webs and be able to leap buildings, you know, using your own webs, you'd, you, you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't let them bite you. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling that these, uh, these kids actually wasn't Argentina, it was Bolivia in South America. But yeah, I, I, I imagine that, you know, they have to keep themselves entertained. And uh, part of that entertainment is catching black widows. And uh, letting him bite you. He found it under a rock, you understand. It, it's to him, this was uh, a Mitsuya. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh my God, you know what this means? I have been chosen. <laughs> and I don't think he was with anybody. That's the beauty. Like, it was just him and himself. And he was like, this is something I have to do <laughs> to protect my family. And to protect humanity. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Lastly, coming out of South America, also this one from Argentina, uh, courtesy of Yeshiva World. A restaurant is under fire for naming foods after Hitler, Mussolini, and Anne Frank. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> no, so, I mean, you can't get away with that. No, for sure not. I mean, why, why include... So they went with Adolf, Genghis for Genghis Khan, Benito for Benito Mussolini, Mao for Mao Zedong, and then why Anne... And then Anna Frank. Why? Like, why? Just why? Is this also you're going to blame the translators? No, but there's a theory here because most Nazis escaped to Argentina. Okay, but there was, but he also included so Genghis Khan. So Hitler could be a partner in this restaurant for all you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hitler's selling like, papas now? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I don't want to be Hitler. You got to do it. <laughs> it's called honky donkey papas okay hitler owns honky donkey papas that name leaves a lot to be desired but i'm just saying if hitler did escape to argentina <laughs> and if he was a partner in a restaurant called the honky donkey 
then I think he would probably demand that a sandwich be named after him. Okay, and 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 Frank. I don't know how you reconcile those two. Maybe they exactly. Just, maybe it's just political. You know what I'm saying? But he was definitely like he seemed like to be the control freak type where he'd want a, a sandwich named after him. So what was the the Adolf sandwich, if you know? So the Adolf, it was. It, so it seems it was actually the Adolf fries, and they are fries topped with bacon, cheddar, and green onions. I mean, how does that does that not check out? Right? <laughs> what? What's because the... bacon. Because bacon. What? Of course he'd want bacon fries. <laughs> it's the most non-Jewish thing you could have on a menu. Okay. The Anne Frank burger was ground beef, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, and mayonnaise. Like super basic. Super Jewish. Yeah. Super Jewish. <laughs> there you have it. To be honest, it seems all like one big publicity stunt because you and I would never be discussing a restaurant in Argentina if they didn't name sandwiches after the Fuhrer. <laughs> I'm glad you went with his official title this time. <laughs> I'm just saying, obviously, I don't think we need to even say it. It's no, implied you should say by it. this. You should say it. But it's, it's implied. It's known. Interesting Worst take. Worst human being ever in history. Yes. Interesting take. You think this was all planned? Of course it was. How do you, how do you not see that? Right. That, that actually checks we, out because... Yeah, wait. And then a choreographed apology. Oh, we're so sorry. And now we're going to name it after heroes. Right? right they, that's right, what they right, did. Right, right, right. You're <laughs> Perfect right. Perfect publicity stunt. You're right. You're Come right. Come on. You got to be... As a journalist, you got to be able to see through these. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I was, I was so confused, but you've now clarified it. Very good. Thank you for that. Just doing my job. That's a good place to end. And don't forget, by the way, we do have a call-in number. So friends, family members who don't have access to the podcast online can call in and listen to any of our podcasts. The call-in number is 605-417-0303. And of course, it will be in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. Of course, you know you can follow us on social. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Follow us there. You can also reach out to us by email. It's hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddishclubpodcast.com. And you can support the cast by visiting us at buymeacoffee.com slash kiddishclub. The link is in the show notes. And... We are out. This episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.